Hello and welcome to the Press Room Podcast, supported by Ride WA. My name is Jethro, I am the host of this podcast, and we are at episode one, the origins of the Tour of Margaret River. Now, if you don't live in Western Australia, the Tour of Margaret River is our premier stage racing event. Uh, it occurs in November and we're only a week away. So I thought, what better way to kick off this podcast than pay homage to my WA cycling community with an episode about the biggest race that we tackle each year. So let's dig in, okay? This episode is going to focus uh, on the origins of this race, and it's going to be talking with the spearheads behind it, and that is none other than Brendan Morrison and Rebecca Cotton. So sit back and relax, enjoy this potty, put it on when you're on the ergo, put it on when you're commuting to work or doing clean at, at home. Just chuck it on, sit back, enjoy, let's go. Well, here we are. I'm sitting here with Rebecca Cotton and Brendan Morrison of Ride WA. Uh, these two are the engine room behind the Tour of Margaret River, um, WA's premier stage racing event, and probably the event that everyone is thinking about right now. Um, a lot of the bunch rides this morning were empty because everyone's off in their little teams. And uh, getting ready for the tour in November, about a month's time or about almost two months' time. So um, welcome, Rebecca, Brendan. How are you going? Hi, Jethro. Good, thanks. Um, I was going fine until you said we're only a month away from the tour. And I was <laughs> thinking, oh, that came up quick. <laughs> yeah, maybe I uh, jumped the gun a bit there. Um, <laughs> great. So, uh, look. Most people in, in WA uh, that ride bikes and race or compete in the um, recreational space, they know about Tour of Motor River, um, but they don't necessarily know um, who's behind it. And you guys are the spearheads. And I guess I just want to introduce you guys and the story of the Tour of Motor River or the origins to everyone out there. So I suppose why don't we start with you, Rebecca? Um, can you tell us who you are? how you got into events, and um, we'll start with that. Okay. Well, I um, have had a, sort of a long career, I guess, in public health, actually, mm -hmm. is where I sort of started my, my professional career and got um, really hooked into project management, really enjoyed doing project management. And um, what was 2015, I think, when Brendan actually approached me and asked if I wanted to come and you know, do a little bit of work with him on the Tour of Market River. And, and I had my own business going at that time. But what was happening for me is I was working on strategy development with local government associations, NGOs, nonprofits. And I was seeing, and, you know, I was at the, the early stages of strategy development, but I wasn't getting to see everything come around full circle. And, and I really wanted to. And I thought, yeah, you know, this is... Something I love, I've always been a cyclist in one form or another. And um, I just brought brought my skill set across to the to Brendan's events, which he had started years before me. Um, so they call me, I guess, the, the, the apparent chick. I um, look after all the bureaucratic documentation and writing of enormous documents, as anyone who's involved in events, especially bicycle events or road cycling events, will know 
there's a heck of a lot of paperwork. Oh, so I get to yes. write on laptop most of the time. But um, yeah, Brendan actually started this whole this whole gig. Ah, it's his idea. It's his I idea. I did. Uh, I didn't know that. What? Um, well, what year did you come onto the 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 tour, Rebecca? I did my first tour in tour in twenty sixteen. Hmm. Full. Yeah. Yep. First okay. tour, and that was the year that we had Mariana Voss come over with um, Monique Teneglo and Robbie and Matt came on the breakaway with us. We did the um, started all the way down in Albany, <laughs> and week before week before the tour, we rode on up. So that was me. Wow. Yeah, I, I sort of got thrown in the deep end there. Um, so certainly had to learn quickly, but surrounded by a really excellent and experienced team. Wow. And that, that's always been the wonderful thing about the Tour of Margaret River. We've got a fantastic crew, very experienced, calm. Yes, calm. That's a good way. Speaking of calm, Brendan, that's your cue, my friend. He is the calmest man I've ever seen at an event, ever. You wouldn't even know that he's the one or one of the spearheads. You wouldn't even know. Um, Brendan, please tell us about yourself and how did you get into running these events? Not necessarily just the Turamuga River. We'll touch on that soon, but how did you get into events? Um, I think that uh, I come late to cycling. So my interest in cycling comes by simply watching the scenery on the Tour de France. And as a result of that, sort of developing an interest in the actual bike racing part of it. And so that was in the era where Cadell Evans was threatening to win the tour. And so I started following his career and, and hence got really hooked on bike racing. And I went to a few bike races here and kind of enjoyed them, but I just felt like there was something lacking. So as you do, it's like, okay, well, what can we, what, what else can we do? How can we improve this or you know, how can we bring in some of those aspects that you see um, in, in an event like the Tour de France that aren't necessarily in, in the bike race that we have here? Wow. Um, it was born out of that. Well, what were those events you went to here? Oh, my goodness. It was everything from time trials to um, the cyclosportives that BWA was running oh, yeah. and all the state races like um, Tom Lowry, Collie Donnybrook, um, Peel Classic, Pemberton Classic. Yeah, a freeway bike hike mm -hmm. uh, and oh. club races and club time trials. I did 40 events in the year after I got my bike. So so you did all of those ones? Yeah. Oh, wow. The Pemberton Classic, that's a good one. I've, uh, I've forgotten about that race. but um, uh, It was such a good race. And, and yes. uh, the first race I did was C-grade at, at Pemberton. Yeah, and I was, um, gosh, I was so naive. I was up and I was... I was heading out of Pemson and I was at the front of the C-grade group and I was thinking, how easy is this? Not knowing that the front was the place that you did not want to be. So as, um, yeah, I think my cycling career ended about a kilometre later when we hit the first hill. So oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a trial, uh, yeah, trial by fire, Pemberton, straight into Pump Hill. I'll never forget that. Um, oh, that's really interesting. Well, I guess uh, you're just almost about to enter into it, um, but... Where were you in, um, when the Turamai River idea came to you? Where were you and um, I guess how did, it, how did you kick it off? 
Um, yeah, so that the first edition of the tour was really small. So it was just an idea that was sort of held within the Southwest Cycle Club. And I put the idea to the president at the time, which was Joe Moore, who was very supportive of it. And thankfully she was because if I'd encountered negativity from her, perhaps would have never got off the ground. Wow. And um, yeah, so we made up a flyer and called it a weekend and we did accommodation and food and everything on our farm at Margaret River. Oh. And we charged people $50. And we sat down on the Friday night when people were arriving and we mapped out where the tour was going to go the next day. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Wow. Racing in it as well as planning it. Yep, yep. And um, was it the same format then as it is now? Or did you, what did you no, pass not, through? No, that, wasn't, that was very loose, that format. And I think we had, you know, we handicapped the starts. Oh, yeah. And had little groups. And then I guess the six months later we ran our first proper tour so it was a margaret river tour in that first one and then six months later we ran the tour of margaret river for the first time and that's the point where we insisted on people coming with teams so we had two rules you had to come as a team everyone in the same jersey and you had to have a branded team car oh cool yeah did um Yeah, it would have yeah. been something 2009 or 2010. Mm. Yeah, something mm. like that. And were people like dressing up their cars? Like how, I'm picturing those variety WA cars, you know, and they, they dress them up with stickers and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, look, a lot of people kind of didn't worry about that too much until the last minute. And so there was a lot of, there was a lot of dodgy stuff. Like, I think there was stuffed animals stuck to roofs of cars and, and then... Um, you know, like A4 sheets of paper <laughs> with the name name oh, of the team dear. stuck to the walls of the car because they were worried that they would get disqualified if they didn't have a team car. So they all came up with something, Jethro. <laughs> it was pretty, pretty amateurish. Um, yeah. Oh, that is a worthwhile thing and, and something that we'll probably go back to in the not too distant future. Mm, I think that's a great idea. I love that. A bit of a retro to Remote River throwback. Mm. And we had, right from the start, we had very complicated formulas that were basically designed to give everybody a chance, right? So there was, for a long time, we didn't worry about times. We only had points. And the the way to win this tour was um, through accumulation of points. That's a good idea. We had things which people still talk about where we had like a quiz night, which was actually a stage Ah, of the tour. Ah, yes. A wonderful thing. Yeah. Yes, I heard about the tour, the quiz night. I didn't know about this, but I was listening to another podcast, the Amateur Hour, who interviewed Toby Brown, the um, the manager of the Dome team, and he said he mentioned the quiz night. And I was like, "Whoa, the quiz! I love a good quiz. I've come last in every quiz I've ever been on, but I reckon that's one to bring back. Bring back the quiz." I agree. <laughs> the only problem is that we have 175 teams, so it's a very big venue. It's a big quiz night. <laughs> yeah. mm, that is a big one, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so and how many people were in that very first Tour of Mugger River? How many entrants did you have? Um, we had 31 in the very first one. Wow. And I think we had 10 teams in the, in the first Tour of Mugger River as such. Huh. The last half of the year. So 10 teams, I think, 60 riders. And um, when you, uh, what was it that, I guess, brought you on to, um, like, how did you connect with Rebecca? How did you go, right, oh, Rebecca, I need you? And where did that connection start? Uh, well, I met Rebecca when I was 10 and she was 11. Mm-hmm. Oh, so whoa. This, as, this, as a threat, as this, <laughs> the smartest girl in the room, because we're at a, 
at some special <laughs> camp for <laughs> kids with not special needs, with gifted <laughs> um, camp in the city. So they brought together all the kids from like a couple of kids from each country school and threw us all together for a week in Perth. And that's where I met Rebecca then. So yeah, we were country kids. Brendan Beverly grew up in Beverly and I grew up in Corrigan. And, and at the time I was being um, buried in the paperwork associated with the two, like so much so that I was just like, I'm, this has been fun, but I'm not doing it anymore because every year the paperwork just got more oh, onerous. Yeah. And, and the whole year working on. Uh, and so the people around me said, well, don't do that. We'll just find someone to come in and help do that part of it so you don't have to worry about it. Wow. Yeah. And that was you, Rebecca. Yeah, that was you. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, that first year, Rebecca, the first year on the tour, did you think that you'd um, you'd still be here now? Like, did you think after the first one, yeah, I'm going to come back for more? Well, I thought, gosh, I've got so much to learn about cycle races because. Being a project manager is a portable skill, right? You can take that anywhere, but but I came with absolutely no race craft. Right? I'm still I still defer to everybody else on that, but yeah. I know how to run a project. An event is a big project. Oh yeah. And yes, I figured it didn't take me that long to realise that I probably had one of the world's best jobs for someone who likes riding a bike. Um, certainly um, it got me fitter and things like, like recon riding seven hour gravel race has just been brilliant I can't I pinch myself sometimes oh, yeah how to do this um, but look we work we work really hard I don't think people necessarily see that side of things there's a lot of there's a lot of desk hours yeah. and the payoff is we go ride our bikes and find new routes and um, you know, hang out with like people and so yeah I I was hooked I, I certainly was in and I wanted to get better at it and I'm still wanting to get better at it Aren't so we all? There's, so much, there's so much we still want to do and and that's not just you know on the road but as part of the event experience for people so yeah I, I, de- I guess I didn't realize it was going to grow like this yeah. but you know what we had remember we had um Annemiek van Vleuten and Marianne Vos and talking to us at the table about you know this is something that you know we'd love our friends back home in Holland to be able to do why don't you take this format to other places and that's when I thought oh wow Brendan's really smart <laughs> it worked that out <laughs> <laughs> I'm just riding on his details basically yeah. uh... Wow, well, that's um, that's good. That gets to my next point. Um, how did you like? What were some of the, I guess, most influential things that you've put in place since you started the tour those early years? What did you think some of the things are that made it grow um, to the scale it is now? Was there any sort of particular thing that you implemented or you added to the event that you thought really made it take off? Mm, good question. I think that the, the main thing I think from the start is giving everybody an opportunity to do well. I think that's the thing that separates the, the tour from, from everything else, right, is that it, no matter what level you're at with your cycling, if you work hard and get your team organised, you have the possibility to do well at this tour. 
So I, I think that would be mm. one thing mm. that would stand out to me. Mm. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, it's, um, we really, our, our, our writers matter so much. We want them to feel like pros. We want them to feel like they're part of something really big and important and impactful. And oh, Yeah, and if we had our way, this would be a 21-day yeah. <laughs> this would be a 21 yeah. 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 You know, you know what? And I'll, I'll keep harking back to the things that Mariana says, but um, she when once she was part of it, part of the tour of Margaret River, she said to me one day, I've so she has so much respect for these amateur cyclists who train so hard for this and other events. She's saying, you know, us pros, we get up at nine and ride a bit, go to bed, everyone's looking after us, sort of thing. <laughs> Um, but you know your your cyclists in an event like the Tour of Margaret River, they you know, mostly all work and they get yeah. up at four and they train hard and they balance everything. And um, so we we know how hard people work to yeah. do well in this tour, and it doesn't matter which division they're in; they're all working really hard, yeah. having a great time. I hope. But um, so we want to we want them all to feel special. Yeah, yeah. we want yeah. everyone to have a chance to. Be a bit of a pro themselves. Yeah, yeah, I think that's great. I mean, I do a lot of racing here in Perth and, um, you know, we have grades and that sort of thing. Um, but you're right, Brent, what you said, giving, I guess, everyone a chance to win, you have all the grades. And um, that is something that is a, a big difference to just our standard club racing that you have. Everyone does have a chance within their grade and um, and if not an individual chance, the, the, the team's time trial allows them to have a, a chance of winning as a collective, as a team. Um, so you've got both aspects covered there. It's, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's really good. Time trialling is hard discipline. <laughs> yeah. Stephen Gallagher tells us it's the hardest if you can nail... You know, if you can nail the team time trial discipline, you're a hard man. You know, people love the team time trials. We get great feedback about yeah. that in our evaluation surveys. Yeah. And it's the team. It's the team. It's that real spirit yeah. of team. It is. It is. And you can see it's evident. You're in Perth at the moment. Like I said to you guys uh, earlier this week, everyone is absolutely packing Kings Park and uh, <laughs> the standard river loops around Perth with their sets of five, sets of six, um, and just team time trying. It's, uh, I mean, I was with the, the, the Chaotic Energy racing team over the weekend. We were in Nana and um, yeah. the girls were giving it the beans on the on the courses and, and, and you know, fine-tuning all that sort of stuff. And people go nuts. They, you know, everyone's got the group chat. So it's, it's, um, I think it is probably one of the most powerful parts about the race. Um, and yeah. we love that sense of ownership. Don't we bring the people feel it's theirs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. And a number of teams got, you know, the, the tour logo on their jerseys. So we, we love to see that kind of thing. Yeah. I noticed that today, actually, the, the PCI, TP. Um, yeah. Yep, I noticed that today I was on that ride and um, I saw on the back of one of the jerseys the tour, um, the tour logo and I thought, oh, there it is, you know. Um, that's brilliant. Yeah. We are, Ride WA, our tagline is United Tribes of Cycling and we do feel in some ways that the Tour of Margaret River is a really one great chance to bring the tribes together yeah. and, and unite them. 
in one yeah. great big event. And we love those team colours. Golly, we'd have them marching in with Viking standards, Roman <laughs> <laughs> standards and flags and trumpets blazing. And yeah, yeah, we could. That would. That's actually a good idea. We could do a um, uh, an opening ceremony yes. on a big park. How would that be? Almost like Hunger Games style. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great um, idea. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, we can just tape. I might write that one down. Um, so you've already touched on some, I mean, two of the greatest cyclists of all time, Mariana and um, Anna Meek. I mean, that's pretty insane. But um, could you, for those of, I guess, the competitors that have competed in the last few, they might not know of some of the, the talent and the special guests that you've had at the tour. Could you give us maybe a rundown of um, some of those that have come over to support the tour or work at the tour? Um, sure. So there's been a number over mm. a period of years. I yeah. think the first person of real note that we had was um, Phil Anderson, came to one of the early tours out of Margaret oh. River. and yeah. He was such a terrific value, such a popular figure. And, and Phil came to race. He, unlike some of the other pros that have come since, have come on a bit of a holiday and to socialise. <laughs> um, Phil Anderson... Um, and I guess he would have been about 50 mm. or so. He wow. won two stages. Um, he was dynamite. And oh. yeah, he was really gave it his all. Hey guys, just thought I'd jump in quickly in the middle of this pod. If you're enjoying it, please hit that subscribe button. It'll really help me grow the podcast. I've already sourced on my own some really, really special guests um, in the episodes to come. And this will only help me grow it further. So, um, yeah, hit that subscribey and um, I'll leave you with the rest of the episode. Cheers, guys. And um, the year after that, we had virtually the whole, um, I think it was Orica Bike. No, Green Edge. Green Edge. We had six or seven riders from Green Edge the following year. So that was fantastic as well. Really? What year was that? 2015? 2015. Was like. I'm trying to think um, who was on that team then. Like, um, so there's Mitch Grady. Doctor, Daniel House, and Simon Clark, uh, uh, Luke Durbridge, the Myers brothers were both on that team at that point. And I think Robbie had just come out of it. Something still with an association there. It wasn't too long after he came out of it. So, wow. Robbie and Matt, we love having them over. Oh yeah. Back in. And then, then there's yeah, Keith Lindgren. There's yeah, there's more. I didn't know that one. That was that's a, I didn't know those ones there. Um, when we go into the era where there was lots of um, guys that were up and coming and we kind of knew it at the time. Huh. So when um, the team came across, I think where Avanti came across, we'd done Chris Hamilton in the team. Yep, Hurricane. Chris Hamilton won our individual jersey that year and he was competing against the likes of um, Jai Hindley and Michael Storer and Ben O'Connor. Yeah. I think... Those four riders were all on our podium that year at the end of the race. That's an insane group. And they're really, um, yeah, top of the tree these days. Isn't that funny? I think I've seen a photo of them on a, on a podium. And um, yeah. they just look like kids, don't they? Yeah, and they still look like that to us. And <laughs> of course, now we're dead keen to get them back. And a lot of them are just, they're just not coming back to Australia like they normally would because of the all the, tr- the COVID things and the issues with travel. So... Yeah. Um, it might be a few years before we see any of those um, riders back, unfortunately. Mm. 
Um, you had a few uh, outside of Anamique and Glenn Valutin. You also had, um, uh, maybe it was the team that's now Sunweb. Was, um, there was a woman named Paulina. Uh, I yeah, couldn't say last name. The whole, the whole team came. Mariana's team at the time. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Nuska Costa, Anushka Costa, Paulina Huyakas, Stoltians. Yep, they were. Yeah, they, we had yep. the whole, the whole lot of them. <laughs> they were all here for two weeks, and it was wonderful. So for us, it was wonderful, but at the same time, it was like some challenges around it, right? Because we spent the week just hanging out with this team, and we were kind of in this very relaxed and having fun kind of place. And at the same time, we had to make sure that all the tour ran smoothly. So that yes, was interesting. And, yeah. and we had um, the Holden Racing Team came across yeah. that year too. So they actually provided some competition. Yeah. Um, and I think oh. Holden actually dominated the, the female category that year. Mm, and mm. that lovely Jess mm. Allen. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, oh. And then there was Jens. Jens. Oh, Jens. I thought Jens was there. I was trying to think. I was about to say it was Jens there. And I thought, how could you forget about Jens? He yeah. was wonderful. He was so lovely with everyone, like especially the kids, and but he was just fantastic. Yeah, yeah. He's a real character, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And he's in commentary as well, and he's very funny. Yeah. He's a good energy. Um, so yeah. I, I'm really interested. How did you go about, like, contacting? What was the connection to some of these riders? Like, do you have a... <laughs> like yeah, I mean Phil Anderson. Where did you? Where does that enable? Like, where does it come from? You can't just like hit him up yeah. on LinkedIn and say, "Hey, go on." Yeah, and that's that. It's actually the power of Facebook, right? So a lot of these instances, it is just sending someone a message on Facebook, like, "Hello, how are you going?" And uh, <laughs> that's how the whole thing, yeah. Mariana or Anamik, both of those. Um, no way on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, just send a message, say, hey, how are you going? What about what? this? And then we made, we made Mariana a beautiful card, we made her a lovely <laughs> card to say, please come and ride with us. Yeah. No and way. All our country dagginess, and she yeah. went, okay. Uh, very special people, Jethro. Like, yeah. everything we've ever put to them, they have the answer has been yes. Now, with some of the other people that, who remain nameless that we dealt with, it's like talk to the manager and then they come back and it's like, oh, yes, but we need you know, this kind of shampoo yeah. and this kind of champagne. And mm -hmm. yeah. so, which is fine. Like yeah. we can accommodate yeah. that as well. But there's just something very special about those two. Girls oh, wow. That's, it's so interesting. I mean, Mariana has won literally almost everything uh -huh. to win across all the disciplines. If you actually go on, and if anyone's, when people do listen to this podcast, after it, please go and check out Mariana Voss's just Wikipedia page because that's the best way to see her results across every discipline is ridiculous. She's won everything. And, um, mm. yeah, for someone to be so humble like that and just go, yeah, I'm up for it, it's um, yeah. pretty special. One of the best human beings we've ever met. Yeah. She really is. And we've learned a lot from her too because she's, yeah, she would speak up. Oh, you know? yeah, she won't tolerate anything that she doesn't think is not right. Yeah. Like if you, if really? you say something off or something yeah. should be like no you have to be more considerate than that yeah. or you yeah. you know oh, you have to see yeah. it from their point of view and yeah yeah, she's, yeah she, she's a real she's a uniting force you know wow. in the, like she she really helps people understand that they need each other yeah and mm. particularly we've been in where she's being interviewed by people um and they're like well what do you think about this you know it's not fair on women and 
and trying to draw her into that kind of conversation. And then she'll just calmly explain why it's the way it is now and why we all should just work towards improving it rather than, you know, making a big noise about what's wrong with it now. Let's, you know, work towards solutions and things like that. So it's very much a, a calming influence. She is, and she'd often say we're better together when people are trying to pit, you know, eat, you know people against each other. Um, she will bring people back to the centre and say, we're, we're actually, we're in this together. We're better together. Wow. Yeah. What a we've legend. Learned, learned a lot from her. Because <laughs> we have had, had her in the car for so long, haven't we? <laughs> so wow. many years. Did any of the people that you reached out to, including Mariana, did they know what Margaret River, or know anything about Margaret River? Or the southwest of WA? Um, yeah, a few people did. So um, people like Mitch Docker, who, oh, yeah. who has a real in wine so he's like yep i'm happy to come but um how about we do some winery tours in the background so <laughs> who are great mates yeah um you know we made because we have our local ride group in margaret river is full of people that own um some of the best wineries down here so we oh. were able to assemble for them a list of places where they could get the behind the scenes um look at everything and get some of the bottles that the rest of us don't normally see Wow, that is awesome. Mitch Docker, he also runs a podcast. Um, yeah. Life on the Peloton, I'm sure everybody who's listened to this has listened to that. If you haven't, please look at it because it's my favourite one. Um, on, on that point, it's probably us, probably worth acknowledging our supporters in Margaret River. Yeah. That's Montgomery and Dave Burgess and some of the you know the guys who've got these wineries and they're, I, I guess they're, you would say, elder statesmen. Um, and very, you know, steady heads and very, very supportive of us. So, and just quietly in the background, you wouldn't even know they're there, but they're, they're steadfast. Yeah, sure. I, I, like as an example of that, um, Jethro, after the very first tour we did, Max came up to me and said, oh, I'm going to give you $500 and just spend it however you want to, to make this tour better next time. Yeah. What? So we on a banner, you know, a big banner to go across the start finish line for the next one. So that was our budget went from $1,500 to $2,000. <laughs> oh, wow. That's so cool. Yeah. There's an amazing amount of people behind the scenes that you don't know. And um, uh, will, will Max be at the tour this year or will he just um, be in the back? Yes, he's generally there. Yeah. He'll be in a, he usually drives a vehicle for us at the tour. Oh, champion. I'll have to meet him. Sounds like an absolute legend. Oh, he's he. Yeah, he is. All right, well, moving on to this year's Tour of Margaret River, what uh, what can the riders expect of this year's course? Um, <laughs> well, I think that this year's tour very much um, is about stage two and that road race. And I think this is a super challenging day. Mm. It's perhaps a little bit shorter than the stage, the equivalent stage we offered last year. But um, yeah, it's, it's a it's, bit of a beast. It's a bit of a beast. Yes, so. it is. There's a lot of climbing involved. Yes, I um, um I was out there on the Saturday, just gone, and um, we were greeted with beautiful weather. Um, I think it rained for about the entire time we did the course, and. Oh. Uh, didn't do it justice, but you're right. I mean, it might be a little bit shorter this year, but the climbs are. Um, uh, I actually forgot how significant the final climb is. It's um, it's kind of yeah. cool though. Yeah, when you go up to green bushes, um, when you have that that mine on the side, it's kind of like you're in the moon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And, and you know, the wonderful Talus and Lithium Greenbushes sponsor that stage for us. And that whole community of Greenbushes gets right behind yeah. that, that day, that whole day. So, yeah, again, what, what wonderful support we have yeah. you know, locally with, from the local community. But yeah, that's a big day. Yeah. And if we get all our approvals through, that will be uh, on the whole race will be on a closed road. So there'll be wow um, opportunities to try things early on if you want to. That is mental. Yeah. That is mental. Yeah. And do you think you couldn't run a stage like this without the support of like green bushes, say the town that you enter? You couldn't do it. If they didn't weren't for it, you wouldn't be able to do it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah we, and we, that's we, the that's the history of the tour. It's we've kind of when people ask why we're at Nana, and I was like, well, because we're able to do things out there that we couldn't do here. So, mm. yeah, yeah, we go go where the where there's a warm welcome and people willing to work with us and help keep our riders safe is really important. Yes, um, and you know that's why we with such an enormous tour this year, we're um, working very hard to close those roads down. Yeah so yeah. that people can have a really safe riding experience, racing experience. So, yeah, the day, day two is massive. Gold Gully, the team time trial, is is a ripper. <laughs> that evaluates really well. They love that one. And that yeah. will be the Gold Gully and East Nan Up roads will be closed um, so that you'll be able to round them up if you oh, need yeah. to round them up and have room. And, of course, the, the bailing up Nan Up road, closed day that you know we're repeating that because it was just fantastic yeah, yeah that's a ripper road um yeah. absolutely yeah. it's good it's good because it's almost you, even though you're going both ways on it so either side and reverse they're almost completely different in yeah, riding yeah. it you know it does not look the same going one way or the other which is yeah. really interesting no and and the good thing about that road is there's not a single categorized climb <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's still the elevation it bloody feels like it yeah yeah well especially coming in on the on the team time trial home those last four hills yeah you know, they, they do burn they burn they, a bit they certainly do and they don't they they all look the same too so you, you're running closer to the last 10ks and you see one you think oh yeah there's only one more after this no no yeah. no 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 that's a very common thing, and it's taken us a, a few years to learn that road because when we started early on, we had that exact same experience. Like, oh, this is the last hill, yeah. and, and there is still four or five to go, yeah. and you think each one of them is the last hill. Yeah. Yeah. It's a... the, the road race into bailing up when they sort of round that top corner and then they yes. fly in down Blackwood River Drive. Oh, boy, that's dynamite. Yeah. So yeah. everyone just stay safe on that yes. one there's going to be... Well, we've got 17 divisions. 17. 18. And how many women's divisions this year? We'll have three, but they'll have around about eight teams in each. And is this year the most women's yeah. entries? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. That's excellent. Yeah. 24. Yeah. Mm, 24, 24. Teams. Fantastic. Wow. Yeah, that really is fantastic. And in total, how many riders do we have? Uh, 1,015. Mm -hmm. 1,015. Mm -hmm. And that's got to be the most so far, right? Yeah, so last year was our record year. Um, we had 780. And what are we now? 1,015. 1, oh, wow. Yeah, so we're next to 45 teams. So it's a, a, logistically, that's a very significant yeah. difference. So Yeah. And, and we could have had 200 teams, so we, we chopped that up a long time ago. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. Is there, I mean, I guess there's a capacity to how many teams you can have, right? Is there? Um, well, I think there's a, what, what we've, it's always grown at a certain rate, Jethro. So the, the, the trick is to grow it, but without growing it too much in one year, that the logistic becomes too great. Ah. So there's been pretty steady progression. Um, we suspect that if, we, if we're able to pull this off well, that we'll be able to go to 200 teams next year. Yeah. Jeez. And the, the amazing thing is it's all WA. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, those, all those teams, are because we did have Eastern States teams that were um, very keen to come and some of them even signed up. Really? Come and, yeah, and unfortunately now it's, the reality's kind of um, come across that they, they won't be able to come. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Who knows how many people, how many teams it could have ultimately? Yeah. But how, like, go WA. Yeah. Right? Cycling it, in WA is just extraordinary. It's booming. But it's also your event. I mean, like I said, and all the races that I all do here in Perth, you know, a good race day is if we have 200 entries, not 200 teams. Yeah. So there must be, this just goes to show how special the tour is when it can grab not only the, the general um, racing community, but also it must be capturing a massive amount of that recreational popular, you know, population as well. I mean, 200 race entries for a normal race versus, um, yeah, 150 teams. That's, that's pretty well, special. We really want people to give it a shot, hey? <laughs> Yeah, well, we're very keen at looking to to expand the experience next year, and we've got a few ideas around that to give, because those teams are all special and they're meaningful to the people that are in them. And you know, there's a whole bunch of reasons. Mm. It's not just physical health; mm. it's mental mm. health, and there's all sorts of things going on that are positive within those teams. So we're just looking at how we can um, do more um, next year. So we've got a few ideas around that, which you'll probably hear about shortly. Oh, very good. For people who love cycling, and you might have heard of the term the third place. And normally, you know, we've got home, we've got work, they're first and second places. And then you think, where's my third place? And I guess for so many of our cyclists, their bike and their bike group is their third place. So it matters to them. It's just woven into the fabric of their lives. So that matters and matters to them and it matters to us hmm. that we give them somewhere to come and be all together yeah that, that whole united tribes thing hmm. wow that's awesome okay well last few things we've got a couple more questions um for you i want to know for each of you brennan rebecca if you could pick one person in one person out of the world doesn't have to necessarily have to be a cyclist, but someone who you would love to, if you could, they'd say yes without a catch. Who would you like to come to the Tour of Margaret River as a guest, guest rider, guest person um, next year? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gee, because that's a tough question. But, um, you know, just in the interest of boosting the number of female participants, I would have to say what Van Aert. <laughs> Every time I rock up at my group, it's all I hear. Did you see Walt this week? What was that? Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see him that way. That's a good answer. Um, mm. I um, 
I I would love. Well, of course, I want Mariana back. I want Anamit back. You know, they, yeah, yeah. I was jumping. Open, yeah, the, yeah. You know, always talk about. But if there's somebody different, I'd love to. I think Sarah Giganti is oh. just. The, I'd love to have Sarah come to the tour. And yeah. you know what? We need a female commentator. And I love Bridie. Oh, Bridie's so, good. Yeah. Bridie could come. That would be fabulous. That's a great one. You actually stole um, the person I was thinking about in my head. Sarah Giganti would be awesome. Yeah. Um, that would be really cool. I know. I'd love to be able for, for, for us to be able to celebrate her. She's so lovely. <laughs> we were, um, it was a little side story. We, were, we went to a function in Melbourne and we were sitting on the sidewalk afterwards, um, like literally sitting on the pavement. And um, with Carla Sastra and Stuart O'Grady and Matt Keenan. <laughs> Chewing the, chewing the fat, as you will, <laughs> waiting for Mariana to come because everyone was talking to her inside. And this girl comes out and she rolls up her jeans. Yes, yeah, it was a fancy, because she was all dressed up. We were all dressed up. Yeah. So she rolled up her fancy pants, yeah. And, and then um, puts put some shoes on, so changed yeah, her shoes yeah, yeah, yeah. and puts on this, like, $15 helmet and hops on this came-up mountain bike that's the other day. And um, I said to Becca, do you know who that is? And I was like, mm, no. I was like, well, she's a national road champion. <laughs> so we, we called her across to have a bit of a chat. And she's just, you know, she's just as yeah. big in this strange world. You know, it's all come happened for her so quickly. Yeah. And then she's just trying to keep up with everything. Delightful so. person. Delightful personality. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Wow, that's awesome. What a story. Um, yeah, that's awesome. All right, well, um. I think we'll leave it there. That's uh, a great insight into the minds behind the Turramugga River, um, or at least in the, the, the origins of the tour. And, um, look, I really thanks, uh, thank you guys for your time and, um, I guess, offering up a bit of insight to yourselves and who's behind the tour. Um, you guys are always there too. So when we get to the Turramugga River, everyone, you will see, Brent, you will see Rebecca. Um, but when I saw Rebecca the first time, like I said, I thought you were a volunteer because you were in the middle of the road taking photos, you know, oh. charging everyone. And um, yeah, yeah, I hope, uh, yeah, I hope we everyone enjoyed it. Every, every team gets welcomed on the start line on stage one by one of us. <laughs> Up until when the team was about 240 riders, Jeff, I used to know everybody, right? I can look back at those photos and it's like, I know everybody. And now I'm lucky to know 30% of people in the tour, unfortunately. So that's one of the, the downsides of having so many people come in is that you just can't get a chance to talk to everybody. So. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Awesome. Well, thanks, Brendan. Thanks, Rebecca, for your time. And um, I guess we'll see you in a few months. Yeah. Down at um, Nana. Yeah. Indeed. Beautiful. All right, legends. I'll chat to you guys very soon. Thanks, Jeff. I look forward to the rest of your podcast. Yeah. Not so much this one, but the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Well, how good was that? That's the first episode of the Press Room Podcast done and dusted. I really hope everyone enjoyed the episode and found it insightful and learned more about this great race that we're about to take part in uh, in a week's time. So if you enjoyed it, please let me know. Tell me if you liked it. Um, it'd do me a great favour if you could also subscribe to the podcast. I think that would be really great. I've got some really good episodes in the pipeline already recorded, ready to go. So 
hit the subscribe, share it with your mates, put on your stories. Um, if you really liked it, send me a message and let me know because we'll be back with episode two very, very soon. All right, legends, take care.